Are you ready to take your business to the next level? Every day there are countless books and articles that are published offering the key on how to make your business a success. It's easy to feel overwhelmed trying to keep up and run your business. That's why Deb Creer created the Business Power Hour. Keep up on the latest trends, best practices, and techniques for how to make your business a success. Let the Business Power Hour do the heavy work for you. Good morning, good morning. I am Deb Creer, and I am passionate about giving professionals the tools that they need to make themselves and their businesses as successful as possible. And, you know, here's the funny thing. I've been doing over 600 programs, and I think this is the first time we've dedicated an entire program to the subject that we're going to be talking about. Um, so, And it's, it's a very important subject for any business owner um, because it's a way, it's, it's how we keep track of our customers, our clients, our you know people that that you know our our business partners, all of those things, and so we're going to talk in detail about this with Susan Marshall. So welcome, Susan. Thank you. I'm very happy to be here on your show. Great. Well, let me tell people just a little bit about you. So Susan Marshall is a 25 plus year technology professional, having worked at Adobe. Apple, and Salesforce, you know, those little guys. As the visionary behind Torchlight, Susan brought the first Torchlight Marketplace online in 2015 to create a roadmap for marketers to successfully navigate the digital learning curve ahead while giving highly skilled professional freelancers the opportunity to expand their own businesses. Now a certified Salesforce partner, Torchlight's primary focus is to serve businesses working with cross-cloud Salesforce products. Susan loves technology, digital marketing, and building teams of super smart people. So again, Susan, welcome. Thank you. That was that was a long intro, and I, there's a lot lot to unpack there. But I, I know. I, so so let's dig in. <laughs> yeah. And and go back to you know you've you've done a variety of things. You've worked at it. Look, you know, I looked at your LinkedIn profile, and you've been in in tech for yeah. most of your career, if not all. Yeah. yeah. How is it that you got to where you are now, and how did you discover that this really is your passion? Yes. So yes, I have been around the block. I've been been doing working in tech for 25 years. Mm. Um, and the last company was Salesforce. And we're talking about mm-hmm. CRMs or customer right. mm-hmm. relationship mm-hmm. management platforms. And they are the leading CRM. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Many of them, many people think of them as an enterprise platform. Right. They serve all segments, mm-hmm. small businesses make up 30% of their customers. Ah. Mm-hmm. And so there's quite a few people who are in the small business, less than 20 employees, in fact, Mm. Um, less than 100. I think they classify as less than 100 employees Mm -hmm. are using Salesforce as their Mm. CRM. Mm -hmm. But I was there and I was working on product. And when you sit in product, you oftentimes you sit in the intersection of sales, Mm -hmm. marketing, um, everybody's coming to you Mm -hmm. for it needs to do this Mm -hmm. or we need to help us with that. Mm -hmm. And um, and I, one time I was speaking at an event, I was on stage and a woman came up to me and she said, you know, I've bought your Salesforce products. Mm-hmm. I uh, believed in the vision, but I personally don't have the skills to mm-hmm. uh, right. get the most out of it. Mm-hmm. I don't have the, my boss hasn't given me any headcount to hire anybody. So I'm, I'm really struggling. Mm-hmm. And can you help me? And I had just spoken to uh, a freelance contractor just down the, you know, a few, just before my presentation, who said, I'm a contractor and I'm really good at Salesforce mm-hmm. and I can help. How can you help me connect mm-hmm. to the people who need it? Ah. And so I, that was my idea. The little so, light bulb went on. <laughs> little torchlight went off. <laughs> and I went to my boss and I said, hey, we should build a marketplace where all these freelancers mm-hmm. could come in, they could showcase their skills. Mm-hmm. And then people like this woman who, who needed help could come mm-hmm. and find them and they could find each other. And he said, great idea, probably not in our roadmap this year, but if you want to go do it, you should go start your own business and I'll be your first investor. Wow. So boom, mm-hmm. I, left, I left the you know, cozy comfort of a big, wonderful corporate tech company mm-hmm. and decided to start my own. And so that was in 2015 that I started. Wonderful. I love yeah. it. I love it. You know, and, and I love the fact that you're kind of a hub for freelancers um, yeah. because that's... <coughs> excuse me, that is one of the things that 
you know, no matter what it is, people struggle with, you know, and especially small business owners. Because, you know, we put our little, I'm a small business owner hat on. And then we put our invoicing hat on, a salesman hat on, uh, a, a, you know, might have a little legal hat on there, yeah. you know, whatever it is. And, yeah, and pretty soon we're like, oh my God, I can't take on any more. I know. And more importantly, we don't want to admit that we don't know how to do it. Um, you know, because somehow it gets in our little brains that as that small business owner, as that entrepreneur, we have to be able to do it all. And of course, that couldn't be further from the truth. We just need to do whatever that little thing is that we started the business for. And if possible, and when possible, outsource, um, you know, or, you know, bring somebody in, but not, you know, take that hat off and give it to somebody else. Right, right. Well, I believe personally that um, a small business can benefit tremendously from uh, having a better understanding of who their customers are. And uh, their likes and dislikes and um, preferences and um, what they've purchased, what they've turned, um, the last time you had an interaction with them. So that, um, you know, if you have a great CRM, which mm-hmm. we're here to talk about, customer platform, um, you can, you could scale mm-hmm. through technology without having to hire a bunch right. of additional personnel to help mm-hmm. you understand that. Right. And so, you know, CRMs used to be, you know, more for the enterprise, more mm-hmm. expensive, but they, it's really become democratized mm-hmm. and you can, you can find good tools to help mm-hmm. you manage your data more effectively. Right. Right. Yeah. You know, and it is all about managing that data. Um, you know, I was sharing with you before the program started that I was in a, in a mastermind group actually earlier this week and we were talking about CRMs and, and the question was, what CRM do you use? Mm-hmm. And luckily, it was just on the phone because he couldn't see me making a face um, because my answer was, it's all in my head. <laughs> yeah. And which, you know, that's the, and, and the sad thing is, that's what it is for many people, you know, whether we're the business owner, whether we're the salesperson, whether we're whoever, we, we think we can keep track in our heads or, oh, I don't have it handy. We've got that pile of business cards, right? Yep. We yep. go somewhere, we get the pile of business cards and we're going to do something with them at some point. <laughs> and, and we set them aside and, you know, that pile of business cards pretty soon, you know, takes on a life of its own because we keep adding to it. But then it also gets cobwebs and, and all sorts of things because we never do anything with it. Yeah. And, you know, the problem is, you know, some of those people were just nice and polite and handed you their business card. But many of them really might want to be doing business with you or be a business partner or something like that. And because you never followed up with them, maybe more than you might have connected with them on LinkedIn or something like that, but then you never talked to them again and they forgot you existed. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, you can connect your CRM. So the great Mm place, the great part about getting your data into Mm -hmm. a CRM is that you can connect it to your point of sale system Mm -hmm. and connect it to, if you do more to B2B or Mm -hmm. services, you could connect it to an email service provider Mm -hmm. and do what's called lead nurturing. So maybe you're not ready to do business with them now, Mm -hmm. but you want to stay top of Mm -hmm. mind so Mm -hmm. that when the opportunity does arise, they think of your company. So if you connect your database or your Mm -hmm. CRM with these other tools, You can run automations and like every month or every three days or whatever you decide is the right cadence, you can keep interacting with mm-hmm. them without having to pick up the phone and, right. and call them. So mm-hmm. uh, so that's that's why it's important. Right. You know, mm-hmm. and the the tools that we have now, you know, whether it's Salesforce, whether it's, you know, some of the other platforms, they really are very automated. You know, and and so you can, you know, say you and I met at a conference, you know, we might actually be able to go to those things again at some point. Um, So, you know, I get your business card. We chatted a little bit. I go back. I dutifully, maybe I use a scanner. That's even better. So I don't have to type it. Um, You know, and, and so, but I get your contact information in. And then, you know, maybe immediately there's, you know, a a specific thing that goes out to every person that we met or that I met that says, hey, it was great meeting you at XYZ conference. Because, you know, we don't always remember. And then maybe a week later, there's another nudge and then, you know, so on and so on. And, but it kind of keeps track of those things. And it really is very automated. You know, we're not having to stop and, you know, I mean, what'd we do 10 years ago? We had things, like I said, we've got the pile of business cards, but Mm -hmm. maybe we kept, you know, an Excel spreadsheet. And we thought, mm-hmm. oh, when was the last time we contacted? Ah, maybe we should contact these people again. And, um, you know, all those various things, they might not be there. They might have changed, you know, what they, their role was, all sorts of things. 
And they really only did need a little gentle nudge every once in a while just to say, hey, you know, Susan's there. Here's what Susan does. You know, and and then you kind of go on. Right, right. And so, I mean, in my case, we are a freelance management platform. Mm -hmm. We specialize in connecting um, certified Salesforce experts, Mm -hmm. folks who really know the platform. They know how to get your data in the platform. They know how to uh, build reports on Mm -hmm. that data. Mm -hmm. So you build what's called dashboard. So you can see what percentage are partners, which Mm -hmm. percentage are leads, which percentage of those leads converted into customers, Mm -hmm. how long did that take? All of that is possible. So we have those freelancers in our platform. Mm -hmm. Um, and then we have our customers also come to the platform to find them, but we have a lead nurture. We have a nurturing automated program that reaches out to the freelancers, um, you know, day one, you may not have gotten a job today, but mm-hmm. you know, keep coming back and checking. Mm-hmm. There might be more opportunities for mm-hmm. you. So we keep those freelancers engaged mm-hmm. through our automation right. and we do that with customers too. Mm-hmm. Like they might not need a freelancer mm-hmm. right now. But we keep reminding them that we're here, mm-hmm. and if they do have a gap on their team, or if they find they need some help, and and that work that really works. So mm-hmm. I have a small team; I don't have a lot of employees, mm-hmm. but through technology, we mm-hmm. can, you know, we can really scale. Right. Our right. Scale. Yeah. Well, and you know, because of technology, they can be anywhere. Right. Um, you know, and 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 I think in the post-COVID world, whenever we hit that point. I think that's really going to be more and more important. I think we're going to discover, you know what? Working with somebody across the block, across the street, around the world works. Right, right. And I think we were all forced to go to our homes mm-hmm. to learn how to use video conferencing and mm-hmm. kind of adjust from, you know, meeting for coffee and mm-hmm. shaking hands to a, an online virtual right. sort of way of meeting. Mm-hmm. And I think people are getting comfortable with it. Mm-hmm. I think pe- we're also getting comfortable with, you know, maybe a child will run by or mm-hmm. your dog will bark and it kind of humanizes us. Mm-hmm. You know, we all right. have plants and dogs mm-hmm. and, you know, cats. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so um, I don't know that we need, I wonder what's going to happen to Starbucks because Starbucks was, I know. Like, you know, the place where everybody met mm-hmm. and, Mm-hmm. Um, but now we can do that virtually, mm-hmm. you know? Right. Yeah. And, you know, it, it, I think that's, it's that way for a lot of businesses, you know, maybe they were somebody who catered to the lunch crowd, um, yeah. you know, and there's no crowd, you know, and, and, and it's funny, you know, obviously for months, you know, every time I've interviewed somebody, we've talked about all of the changes and I really do see that we're, we're, you know, and, and it's purely anecdotal, you know, we, we're not quite six months into this. But I think many people are going to continue working from home, whether it's a hybrid type of thing where they go into their office a couple of days a week and then they're home for, you know, for the, the rest of the time, or, you know, maybe they're back in the office, but, or they're completely home-based. I mean, I think there's going to be a variety of things because businesses figured out, hey, this worked. You know, once they well, got everybody settled, I mean, that was the hard part. It was like, yeah, the were there one day and yeah. the next day you weren't. <laughs> you know? yeah. Yeah. And people didn't have the right equipment. You know, they didn't, I mean, some, I talked to people who didn't have desk chairs, didn't have desks. And that's, right. it's funny, there's still a short, shortage on desks. Um, there? <laughs> but, you know, and, and they certainly didn't have the right equipment. Maybe they didn't have good enough Wi-Fi. Um, you know, I was talking with one person who uh, has four kids that she homeschools. And and a husband who is now home full time, and then she were and she said six people on their Wi Fi at the same time. Yeah, yeah. not so much, especially right. when several were trying to do video and, and things like that. Mm-hmm. So you know we've settled in, we've kind of gotten to where we are, and the cool thing is now businesses have calmed down enough that they're thinking, okay, now we need to get ourselves reorganized, all these various things, and reach out to current, former, potential customers, business partners, all of those things. And so they're digging out the the piles of business cards and thinking, okay, now what do I do? And so that's where the CRM comes in. Right, right, for sure. And just one comment on sort of the change of the way we're working. Um, You know, since we manage and work of freelancers, Mm -hmm. freelancers for years have been working from home, right. from their mm-hmm. kitchens, from they have their home offices. Mm-hmm. And so for a lot of them, that wasn't much of a change. Mm-hmm. Um, and we used to get questions like, well, I don't know if I want to work with a freelancer because I really need to see them. I need mm-hmm. them to be sitting right next right. to me. I need to, I need I to look over their shoulder. I need to look over their shoulder. Mm-hmm. I know. Um, and so that was one of the things we, you know, we'd say these people are highly accountable. They mm-hmm. may work from Miami, but they right. are working, I can guarantee you, eight mm-hmm. hours a day at their mm-hmm. desk. Um, but now, 
you know, we're, we're, we're seeing a lot of requests for freelancers mm-hmm. right. as one, you know, they might not get the headcount because mm-hmm. of the economic uncertainty. Mm-hmm. And then, um, uh, you know, two, they, they need that help. They mm-hmm. need mm-hmm. people to help them with their CRM mm-hmm. or their marketing products and everything else. And, and they're more willing to use a freelance right. contractor right. than, than mm-hmm. ever before. And they're, yeah. Well, and I think a lot of them have discovered that those eight hour, you know, full-time employees, maybe they didn't need, um, you know, which I mean, that's, you know, and, and good or bad, you, uh, you know, and, and I think part of it is people who used to go in and, and sit at a desk and work for eight plus hours when they're home, they're actually more productive. I mean, I've seen that, you know, once people figured out, okay, we can't stop and watch TV, we can't stop and do laundry, we can't stop and play with the kids, or if we do, we have to, you know, figure out how we're going to do that. I think people did determine very quickly they can be more productive when they're not having the people stop by their cubicle, you know, they're not having to go to meetings, right? When we got rid of the endless meetings where you sat and did nothing, um, you know, people are really more productive. So, the eight-hour workday may be a six-hour workday. Mm-hmm. Or it could be that they go, you know what? We can do this with consultants, with freelancers. Yeah. Or people might go, you know what? I want to be a freelancer too. You know, my, my job is only taking me six hours a day. I've got extra time. Mm-hmm. Right, right. We do get some, we call them moonlighters. Mm-hmm. Um, right. And as long as they have permission from their employer mm-hmm. to, right. to use those extra mm-hmm. off hours. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're using it to upskill you know, so going and getting additional certifications mm-hmm, right. on. So that's good for their employer. That's good for their employer. Uh, it also helps them not only, you know, generate uh, extra income, but also mm-hmm. sort of not future proof them, but helps mm-hmm. them with additional opportunities because right. mm-hmm. they're improving their skills because mm-hmm. they might have those extra couple mm-hmm. hours mm-hmm. a day to do that. Right. So, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's definitely an interesting time, isn't mm-hmm. it? I mean, oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, and it it really is. Again, I you know I'm thinking in six months. Hopefully, things will have settled and and we'll know about what because that'll be you know we'll be about a year into it. You know, six mm-hmm. months from now. Of course, I started saying that like three months ago. So you know, who knows? And and um, it's yeah, you know, it really is just kind of one of those things that we're not sure what what's going on. But you know, I think now more than ever we have to be reaching out to our customers. We have to remind them that we exist. Because we're not seeing them face-to-face, you know, we're not going to the chamber meetings, we're not going to conventions, you know, all of those various things. So the only way they remember that we exist is they might be connected with us on social media, so they might see something there, but the better thing is you want them to get an email from you or something that Mm -hmm. is very specific that says, you know, hey, here's what we do, you know, as Mm -hmm. opposed to just, look, here's the picture of my cat today. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's not only what do I do, but mm-hmm. CRMs can help you get really personalized mm-hmm. too. So, I mean, you can connect, you can collect all kinds of data right. on a customer. Mm-hmm. So instead of saying, here's Torchlight, we're a freelance marketplace of Salesforce experts, hope we can help one day. Mm-hmm. It would be... Right, because people uh, just went, we don't know what that means. Mm-hmm. We don't know what that means, but it mm-hmm. could be, dear Mary, mm-hmm. uh, how's everything going at the store? Mm-hmm. We have um, a freelancer that can help you with your... Um, you know, if you're having a problem with people leaving items in an, in a in a in their like online store, right. it nags them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we can help you with that. So mm-hmm. we can be specific based on mm-hmm. you know personalizing their first name, understanding mm-hmm. their company, maybe some challenges that they're having. Mm-hmm. So so yeah, you can reach out to them, but also do it in right. in a real personal way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And you can get even more personal with a lot of the platforms and, and put things in there like birth dates, anniversary yeah. dates, all of those things. You know, that's the old salesman trick, you know, where yeah. they sent out the, biz, the, the birthday cards and, and you know, the, the anniversary cards. And the really good salesmen had, they had, you know, what we used to call the Rolodex. Mm-hmm. Um, and in there, it said, you know, here's Susan's birthday, here's her anniversary date, here's, when, here's the date she founded Torchlight, you know, all those yeah. various things. And then you'd get a phone call, you get a, a printed card, you get something. And we all went, oh my gosh, that must be the most wonderful person in the world. He remembered my birthday. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it does, it does work because I don't know about you. I get all kinds of emails that mm-hmm. are not relevant at all mm-hmm. still today. And um, so anytime we send out some sort of communication, we do try to, to mm-hmm. and, you know, and some of these automation tools that are affordable, affordable for small businesses are 
cross-channel. Right. So you could send an email mm-hmm. one week, and then you could send them a postcard mm-hmm. like two weeks later, mm-hmm. and then you know even f- do something on social. So right. there, we can some- remind you make that phone call. Mm-hmm. Right. Or, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Or, yeah, pick up the phone and actually mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. make a call. So. And I still think those personal touches where you pick up the phone and actually like interact mm-hmm. with somebody makes a difference. And I still oh, handwrite mm-hmm. letters too. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, Oh yeah. I have, when somebody hand writes me something, it stays with me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and so it's, it's interesting because we don't get those. Mm-hmm. And it's nice. It's, mm-hmm. it's very personal in, in a very digital world. Mm-hmm. So yeah, right. it's a difference. That always reminds me of an old Andy Rooney thing, you know, back when he was obviously still alive, but on 60 Minutes. And he was talking about personalized Christmas cards. Oh, and yes. this was, oh gosh, this was probably 20 years ago. And, and you know, how the, the cards can come pre-signed, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and so his card was pre-signed, you know, Andy and whoever Rooney. Um, and, and his nephew complained that Uncle Andy hadn't taken the time to even write his name on his Christmas card. And mm-hmm. Uncle Andy got miffed and on 60 Minutes said, he sure didn't mind that I hand wrote that check. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But, you know, it, it does kind of have a point that, you know, we, we can't get too automated. You yeah. know, and, and so when there's that personal touch, we're like, wow, that's yeah. so cool. That feels good. Yeah. We just got referred a bunch of business from a Salesforce sales rep mm-hmm. who recommended one of his clients. It was actually the American Cancer Society mm. recommended that they use our freelancers mm-hmm. for a project. And um, I, you know, I found out that he was interested in learning about cooking. Mm. And so I sent him a gift certificate for mm. masterclass where he could Ooh, go wow. on- online. And mm-hmm. that was kind of expensive. I don't know if I can do that for everybody, but to go online. And- ACS could be a big client though. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so but you know, I, I took the time to kind of understand, you know, mm-hmm. not only does he sales, sell Salesforce products, right. but he likes cooking. He's a person. He's a person. <laughs> and maybe he'd like to learn something new that's not necessarily mm-hmm. just around technology, but cooking, right. you know, mm-hmm. learn from Gordon Ramsay or something. Mm-hmm. So, and hopefully that made an impact. I, I mm-hmm. got to thank you, but you know. Right. Right. So. Yeah. You know, and, and it's, even the communications can be personalized. You know, we, I was mentioning, you know, you come back from the convention with the stack of cards and you get the follow-up email. You know, if the follow-up email has my name and mentions the conference, that gets bonus points, Yeah, you know, because I know that somebody at least took a little bit of time to, to put in there, hey, you know, to put my first name. And it's really funny. I can usually tell where somebody got my name. So if, if something comes to me as Deborah. I know they pulled it off of LinkedIn because that's the only place I use Deborah. Um, And, but you know, like my business cards, everything else say Deb. Um, And, and so they, and, and then, you know, and, and, but yeah, if they take the time to just add that little bit, yeah, that, that impresses me because they go, Oh yeah. You know, and, and plus, you know, I'm like, Oh, okay. Yeah. I do remember we met at that chamber event or whatever it was. Yeah. And I think the reason it impresses us is because we think, you know, you can, you have so many choices. You can do business mm-hmm. with so many different right. people and mm-hmm. companies. And if somebody's prospecting and trying to reach you and they take the time to get to know you mm-hmm. and what your, what your needs are and, and have respect for your time, mm-hmm. there's an assumption that once you engage with them and mm-hmm. maybe buy their product or services, you'll have the same kind of mm-hmm. interaction because right. the culture of that company mm-hmm. is that way. So mm-hmm. I don't know if it always works out that way, but that's kind of how I, I think mm-hmm. about it, you know? Right. Right. Yeah. And it's always good to to be in touch, um, you know, because, and, and it doesn't matter if it's client, you know, former client, vendor, all those various things. You know, I was, when I was in that mastermind group and we were talking about CRMs, I mentioned the fact that I had, you know, had, had gone with someone I knew as providing our home security. Great guy, really liked him, you know, all these various things. And, you know, several years down the road, somebody wanted, you know, hey, Deb, have you got a security company? Sure. Here's who you need to talk to. A couple of days go by. The guy contacts me and he said, this is really weird. He never responded. And I was thinking, well, how rude. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> so, you know, I reached out to the guy because I, I had his business email and then I had like a Gmail or something like that. So I, I emailed right. and he said, oh, yeah, I sold that company a year ago. Oh, he should have let you know. Yeah. And because then my next question was, who have I been paying? 
<laughs> and so that was just very bizarre. And he actually had very, very good reasons for the, the transition. So it's kind of fun to, to catch up and find those. But but yeah, it was, you know, I'd, I'd been traded, you know, it's kind of like, you know, I'm you know, a, a baseball player. I got traded to a different team and didn't even know it. Um, right. But, you know, hmm. so there were two missed points of contact because he could have said, I, you know, thank you so much for being my client. Here's the, a change that's going to happen. But more importantly, the, the company that took over should have reached out and said, hi, we're so-and-so. We have now yep. taken over that company. Yes. So, you know, you're not going to lose any services. Right. You know, here's all these things. Um, mm-hmm. Because, yeah, I mean, it was just very odd that, like I said, I, you know, I was the baseball player that got traded and didn't even know it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was an opportunity for the new company not mm-hmm. only to uh, help you with the transition, right. mm-hmm. make you feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, as a business, maybe they could off- say, and we also mm-hmm. offer this service. Right. Oh, yeah, because you know, it I, was a much bigger company. And so yeah. they did pass up on the chance to, to say, not only do we do that, we do this. Do this, this, and this. Mm-hmm. So it was a sales opportunity mm-hmm. as well, not only to retain you as a customer, mm-hmm. but also um, maybe sell additional services or right. products. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and it wouldn't have been that complicated because, oh. you know, they clearly got our they information because are. they kept billing us. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, you know, just a, a simple little email that, that reached out and, and talked to us would have been perfect. Um, you yeah. know, and, and we've had that, you, we all have that happen multiple times. You know, you go in to get your haircut and that person's gone or, you know, it's, it's not that restaurant anymore. It's not Starbucks anymore. You know, all these various things, um, you know, and, and we're, we do feel a little bit more like they don't care about us. So mm-hmm. that's, I think, what I'm I'm aiming for is what can we do to show people that we care? Right, right, exactly. And there are lots of tools that will mm-hmm. enable you to do that. Um, and it doesn't have to be that, you know, cost prohibitive. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to take that much time. And, of course, I believe you could get a freelancer to do it, mm-hmm. you know, in a way that doesn't mean you're hiring a mm-hmm. full-time person that right. you may have to mm-hmm. let go later. or mm-hmm. You know, that, and that's all they do. That's one mm-hmm. thing about mm-hmm. freelancers is many times, oftentimes, my experience is they're highly specialized. Mm-hmm. Like you can find somebody who's freelanced in your vertical, your size of company, mm-hmm. your region, uh, knows the technology. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of times the freelancers become sort of an extension of your team. Mm-hmm. You know, they, right. they, they feel like part of your, mm-hmm. your team because they know your business. Right. So well. Which that is what you want them to be, you know, right. and, and, you know, you, because they're writing things on your behalf. Yeah. And so they need to know, oh, okay, well, here's kind of what they're talking about and, and things like that. Mm-hmm. And not only what, what do the products do or what mm-hmm. benefits are they, but what's the voice of mm-hmm. the brand. Right of the owners, Mm -hmm. you know, and making sure they're consistent with that and Mm -hmm. make, make sure that comes through in the communication. Right. Yeah. yeah, And just doing a little bit of research on that. Um, it's interesting. I do consulting for social media posting oh, you and, do? and I had a friend come to me one time and, and this was when I lived in Colorado and, and she had signed a long-term contract with a company and she said, I'm not real happy. And so I want you to tell me what I should do. And, you know, and, and so I go to her social media, to her business pages and, you know, she was in Denver. This company was somewhere back East. One of the big companies, I and and she paid them a lot. I mean, this was was big, and they had very standardized things that they said. So she was a chef, you know, and she and um and she did catering things like that. They knew absolutely nothing about her business. So you know, like I said, you know, looking through your posts, when did you start doing wedding cakes? And she said, we don't do wedding cakes. Uh-huh. I said, well, it's funny, but your Facebook post says you do. Oh, um, or it would say things like, you know, it's snowing outside. Well, anybody who knows Colorado knows, you know, it could be snowing a half mile away and, you know, nothing in somewhere else. And, and so, you know, that was very strange because people were like, well, you must be closed. No, no, no. It's, you know, yeah. 60 degrees out. Right. So, you know, that's where the freelancer has to become part of that team, you know, yes. and, and know them. And, and a really good freelancer will. They will yeah. become part of that team. They will. And one of the things I love about freelancers and uh, is that they are, they're their own small business. Mm-hmm. Right. And so this is their own personal mm-hmm. brand. And mm-hmm. they take it very seriously. They're not an employee of a big agency. Mm-hmm. And so they do take that time mm-hmm. to really understand somebody's business, um, to upskill, to make sure they, you know, know the latest mm-hmm. social media platforms and how you use them. And, um, you know, they take it, they take it very, very mm-hmm. seriously. 
So I was just going to add to your story. So being accurate should be a baseline, right? Mm -hmm. They know whether or not Mm -hmm. to make wedding cakes. Uh But but also if you're local, you can take advantage of local opportunities. Mm -hmm. So if if you are a freelancer Mm -hmm. freelancing for um, somebody that makes, you know, window wipers on cars Mm -hmm. and you are in region and you know it's going to rain tomorrow, Mm -hmm. then you can say, hey, we've got a special on... Mm -hmm. You know, because mm-hmm. it's going to rain tomorrow. So mm-hmm. you can be also uh, mm-hmm. opportunistic as right, well. Right. Accurate. You know, yeah. And you don't have to be in that area. You know, you there's, there's you know, the internet. You could be looking online. You can check the weather channel, you know, whatever it is. Right. Well, that's But true. you need to appear to to, yeah. to, to be there. True. Um, you know, and, and and then it does help. You know, you've mentioned several times that some people, some of the freelancers are very industry specific. Yeah. So that's great. You know, and, and it's not that they're, you know, potentially because people are always like, ooh, well, you know, I, I don't want somebody, you know, because they're a competitor. Well, you know, it's a big world. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. you know, and so one message, you know, more than likely you're not going to, to, to be, you know, giving the, the secrets away to, to somebody else. Probably not. Probably not. And if they know your competitor, you know, make mm-hmm. sure that they, they have a non-compete mm-hmm. and everything. Right. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. But, um, you know, they'll, they'll say, well, let's talk about ways to differentiate. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, my experience is mm-hmm. you're, you know, you're more expensive, mm-hmm. but you're also, you know, higher right. quality in this area mm-hmm. or something. Mm-hmm. So, um, yes. Yeah, because the, the freelancer wants them both to be successful. Because they're both clients. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Right. So, mm-hmm. um, and, yeah, how many secrets are there really? Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and there's certainly enough consumers probably, unless it's some, you know, like if, like if, you know, there were two Porsche dealerships and you represented them both, that could get a little touchy, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah. you know, other things. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's, it's, it's easier. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and the one thing I want to talk about too is, um, you know, a recent report came out that the freelance economy is just growing like gangbusters right. now mm-hmm. because people are looking for second gigs mm-hmm. to supplement their income and right. and also employers are hiring freelancers instead mm-hmm. of FTEs. Um, but there's a there's a lot of compliance around that for you know you have mm-hmm. to think mm-hmm. about how you work with a freelancer right. and um, you know the the Ubers and the Lyfts that's mm-hmm. that's the gig economy but certainly mm-hmm. different than uh, I would say professional freelancers who are Mm -hmm. more technical, Mm -hmm. but, you know, we are also very sensitive to as Torchlight and up to speed on, you know, how toward, you know, freelancers have to use their own equipment. Mm -hmm. We have to make sure that they're not working full-time as an employee. Right. They are, then they, you know, they deserve benefits and Mm -hmm. all the Mm -hmm. things that go along with being an employee. Uncle Sam, there's some rules in there. (laughs) There are some rules in there. So, um, Anyway, so that's one of the things that Torchlight does too, is mm-hmm. help with the government governance right. and compliance mm-hmm. of, of working with a freelancer. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so th- that's that's important mm-hmm. when it, when you're working with a freelancer. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, you know, and and then the other thing is there are regulated industries. You know, mm-hmm. healthcare and financial are probably the biggest ones. And so when you're working with a freelancer, you need to make sure that they know what they can and cannot say, um, yes, you know, right. and, and some things like that. And, and so that's where, and, you know, whether it's that they're sending an email or posting on social media or whatever, there are certain, you know, privacy things and, and all sorts of things that you just need to, to make sure you're doing. Because it's funny, you can get so personal that you're thinking, wow, this is really a little bit data. spooky. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that, especially in healthcare. Well, and, and your money too, financial mm-hmm. services. Yeah, right. But, you know, and, and then, you know, obviously it has the disclaimers and, and all those various things. But but it's interesting because one of the things that I see is, especially regulated industries, really shy away from a lot of this. And I think it's because they think it's just too complicated. And so for me, that's where hiring a freelancer would be great. Mm-hmm. Because if you know you've got that expert, then you can reach back out. Um Mm-hmm. You know, whether, you know, former clients, former patients, all those various things and, and just keep in touch. Um, you know, and, and it's funny, I get an email every couple of weeks from my dog's vet, but I never get anything from my doctors. And yeah. to me, it's pretty much the same thing. I mean, you know, yeah. they're reminding you, are you eating well? Are you exercising? <laughs> all, yeah, those things. all those things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I get surveys from my hospital. You know, how was the visit? And that kind yeah, of- I get those. And, and it gives gotten- you like, yeah, yeah. 
Um, yeah, yeah. And you're like, whatever. But yeah, I want to, I want a reminder. And, you know, and then, then they do have to pay attention. I love it when I get reminded about things that no longer apply to me for a variety of reasons. It's like, oh, you know, yeah, don't no, need that, that anymore. Um, yeah. But, but yeah, it's, yeah. it's interesting. Um, but, you know, especially in this, this, this COVID world, people want to know, are you still functioning? I, I had an emergency dental appointment this week, broke a tooth. and you know luckily didn't hurt all those various things but they were able to get me in right away and so I asked them I said you know how long did you guys have to to close and she said well we shut down completely for two months Mm -hmm. and then we did just emergencies for a while and now we're starting obviously to to gear back up and into doing things and I mean you know dental was is really one of the things that is very very specific as to what they can be doing and can't be doing um, because of germ transmission but you know when they were shut down I had no idea what was going on with them. You know, a, a simple email from them saying, hey, you know, if you've got an emergency, here's what you need to do would have been yeah. great. Um, you know, yeah. things like that. And, and so, you know, and I think other people are wondering that too. Is my favorite restaurant open? What about this? What about yeah. that? Um, right. You know, and, are they doing takeout? Mm-hmm. Maybe they're not open like they mm-hmm. were before. Maybe their menu is right. different, but mm-hmm. they'll deliver or you can pick it up curbside mm-hmm. or... And I, and I noticed quickly, so I was actually in Colorado when it hit. I was in Breckenridge, Colorado. Mm-hmm. And um, they immediately shut down all of the lifts and, uh, right. and, and the mountain and told everybody to go home. Mm-hmm. But my kids and I were stuck there, which wasn't a bad place to be stuck. Oh, yeah. Breckenridge is really pretty. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's really pretty. Um, but, I, you know, the restaurants that were already digital, mm-hmm. the local restaurants that already had some way of managing mm-hmm. their customer data and could mm-hmm. communicate were the ones that were recovering right. the fastest. Mm-hmm. So there were a handful of restaurants that we were getting emails from that mm-hmm. said, you know, we're still cooking. Mm-hmm. You can come, but right. we're only cooking these four things. Mm-hmm. And you, you know, just wear your mask and pick it up at mm-hmm. the curb. Yeah. And so we just ate at those four mm-hmm. places, but the mm-hmm. other places you could tell were scrambling. Mm-hmm. Oh gosh, we're a small business. Mm-hmm. We were prepared for this. We don't have all our customer data mm-hmm. in one place. Mm-hmm. Maybe they were offering curbside pickup, but mm-hmm. they didn't have any way to tell anybody because mm-hmm. they didn't have it organized. And right. so, you know, bless them. I mean, that's, mm-hmm. that's tough. And oh, so yeah. we well, And, you know, any type of small business, you know, mm-hmm. many of them are still scrambling, trying to, to convince people, yes, we're here. We're still functioning. Yeah. We're, we're working, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, and, and they really could have been emailing them this whole time. Yeah. Or, you know, obviously, depending on what they do, they could have been picking up the phone, all of those various things mm-hmm. to, to say, you know, here is what is going on with our business. Yeah, yeah, we're here. Um, and I also liked the way some of them were not only giving us instructions on how to get the food, but mm-hmm. here's how it's impacting the community mm-hmm. and our family. Right. And we're donating a percentage mm-hmm. to help, you know, locals who mm-hmm. have been hit because they lost their job on the mountain mm-hmm. or whatever. So, yeah, I mean, having those basic uh, things in place to help communicate digitally, mm-hmm. I think uh, people really, small businesses really felt it during right. this time if they didn't have it mm-hmm. in place. Um, and it's not just email, it's also texting and for mm-hmm. appointments and mm-hmm. reminders. Right. And there's tons mm-hmm. of good. I was going to mention, uh, I was just doing some research yesterday, and there's a company called Thrive, T H R Y V. Mm. And they service small businesses mm-hmm. um, and they have a program that they just launched called Thrive Adapt mm. that is um, all for small businesses. If mm-hmm. you want to set up email communications, mm-hmm. text reminders, um, you need help with your, how people find you online. Mm-hmm. It's in partnership with a company called Yext mm-hmm. that they say, just pay as much as you can. If you can't afford it, you know. Right, because they'll have others who pay quite a bit. So it kind of balances. Mm -hmm. So they're balancing it. But I thought that was a wonderful initiative to Mm -hmm. come out and say, we're partnering with other technology companies to to get you what you need, Mm -hmm. either for free or what you can Mm -hmm. afford to pay. And it's called Thrive Adapt. And I Mm. thought that was interesting. Really, yeah. And I've been telling all my, I have a friend who just started, she's an ophthalmologist and she Mm. started her own Mm -hmm. eye practice. Mm -hmm. And so I told her, you should go go look at that to help get going. Yeah. yeah, that's one of the things that has amazed me with this are the, the people who saw opportunities, um, you know, and, and, and went, oh, yeah, okay, well, we can't do this, but let's yeah. do this 
instead. Right. You know, and, and that's what's fun. You know, and, and obviously there are businesses that tragically will not survive and have not survived. Um, but the, there are others where it's just amazing to watch the changes yeah. that they're making. Um, yeah. And just sort of the resilient resilience and, you know, ingenuity of, of the, of Americans and people around the world and things that they're doing. I was just reading about Amazon drivers who are sort of gaming the system and they're mm-hmm. putting their cell phones in the trees. In the tree. I saw that headline, but I didn't read it. Well, they're putting them in the trees near the, um, I guess the distribution center. Mm-hmm. So I guess the way the system works, the closer you are to the pickup location. Oh, okay. It says, hey, we have packages for you. Yeah, they'll get the gig. They'll get the mm-hmm. delivery. So they'll be running around and they'll send, put their phone right mm-hmm. by the uh, distribution center mm-hmm. so they can get the gigs. But that's just human natures. You know, right. Through these changes, mm-hmm. people are figuring out how to mm-hmm. really either take advantage of it or work to their right. advantage. Or, oh, yeah. yeah. Well, and I think one of the biggest ones is exactly what we're doing here, Zoom. You know, yeah. when, when they, you know, because they were a fairly new company. I mean, I don't remember Zooming more than two years ago, maybe not yeah. even a year ago. Yeah. But when they said, schools can use our product for free. Brilliant. Yeah. You know, and, and so, right. you know, you, you've got it on the screen and you're thinking, okay, this works for my kid. I can probably use this for business. Oh, there's a business account. Okay, I'll pay for yeah, that. I'm going to upgrade, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, and, and things like that. But yeah, that was one of the best PR moves. And then when, you know, they, they got overwhelmed and some things like that and had some issues, they immediately said, oh, you know, it here's, up. yeah, you know, yeah. Here's, here's what's going on. Um, you know, and, and most other digital platforms are still really struggling. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, don't, when was the last time you Skyped? I know, which you would think Skype would be like taken yeah. off right now. Well, especially because they've got big bucks behind them. I mean, you know, when Microsoft is backing you, um, but yeah, I mean, I, it just just shows you that some of those bigger companies, they, they, it's hard for them to move as quickly, you know, and that's an advantage of taking it back to your Mm -hmm. audience, small businesses and smaller, Mm -hmm. more entrepreneurial, Mm -hmm. nimble companies like Zoom Zoom can Mm -hmm. adjust more quickly than a big monolithic Mm -hmm. Microsoft who's not really thinking, you know, about one of their product Mm -hmm. lines, thinking about everything. Yeah. yeah. You know, and, and then you have the, the stores that, that adapted and didn't. I mean, you know, clearly Amazon, for the most part, was going to, con- you know, they just continued with what they were doing. It slowed them down a bit. You know, the yeah. fact that I still can't get stuff overnight, that does kind of annoy me. Um, but I'm like, okay, you know, yeah. a year ago, I couldn't sell whatever. Right. Um, right. You know, and, and but then, then you've got the other big guy, Walmart, that's, you know, stepping up. But then when you see the companies that are failing because they didn't step up, you know, you, you could only go into a Lord and Taylor's or, or something like that. You know, they had an online presence, but they couldn't figure out how to, to, to as you know, the, the key word for this year is probably going to be pivot. Um, right. You know, and, and so again, it's, it's very tragic. And, you know, I think in many cases, they were businesses that were struggling and, and many of them, of course, go on a very thin margin anyway, you know, mm-hmm. something one way or the other really was going to affect them, but they, they were having issues anyway. And this just pushed them past right. the point. Right. Right. And, you know, a lot of times it's very, it's cultural issues. Mm-hmm. So where you don't have alignment at the top right. um, or management isn't able mm-hmm. to clearly communicate the vision mm-hmm. down through the rest of the mm-hmm. organization, so it, I, you know, it always goes back to people in mm-hmm. my mind, mm-hmm. even at those, even the WalMarts and the Microsofts right. and all of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah. yeah, yeah, you know, and, and we've seen that through the years. You know, the Kodak, Barnes and Noble would probably be some of the the best examples of that. Who right. thought, well, this really isn't going to work. It's not going to yeah. take off, so we're not Netflix. going to invest in it. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, the, I, there, I think, I think there is, I think Barnes and Noble is still online um, and Kodak still exists because they do other things, but certainly not, not what they were, um, you know, many years ago. And, and uh, so it's, it's always very interesting to see things like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, and watching Uber and Lyft and their sort of meteor, meteoric, however you pronounce that, right. rise. Mm-hmm. But they're struggling now because mm-hmm. of the, you know, people were not right. going out and not right. getting. But then they went, ooh, we can deliver food. Right, right. You know, and, and I mean, that transition right there immediately saved probably both of them. Um, yeah. Because they, they, they did say, well, you know, we can't deliver people because, you know, a stranger doesn't want to get into a car with another stranger. Mm-hmm. Who knows what's been in there, all those various things. But, 
you know, we can, we can deliver food. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And not giving up, you know, right. I think yeah. that, you know, perseverance and mm-hmm. thinking of new ways to solve problems is, mm-hmm. is it's really fun, fun mm-hmm. to see. And, right. Um, I don't know if you read that new book by Elon Musk. Mm-mm. Have you read, um, he, you know, he was talking about um, at one point, you know, they were having a hard time, he says in his book, and he turned all non-production people into salespeople. So here's Tesla mm-hmm. at Tesla. Right. And they weren't selling enough cars mm-hmm. and things were just nose diving. And mm-hmm. he just said, okay, if you're not building a car, you're mm-hmm. selling a car. Mm-hmm. And he completely changed his organization mm-hmm. and, and then he was able to kind of, um, rebuild, but mm-hmm. you know, I'm a small business owner. Your audience is small business mm-hmm. owners. I think those, that's the kind of thinking we mm-hmm. need to have very entrepreneurial right. type thinking instead mm-hmm. of like, Oh, poor me. The yeah. all change. This is to, the way I've always done it. I've always done it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's yeah. the last thing you want to hear. You know, and you know. it's, it, it's like we said, you know, what we used to do was we went and met with people you know, and we'll yeah. get back to that. I mean, you know, this isn't going to last forever. But, you know, for now, we have to reach out to them using technology, you know, whether it's phone, whether it's email, you know, whether it's, it's social media, whatever. So we have to reach out to those people. Um, you know, what I love is, of course, we're expanding our, our connections because uh, we're not, you know, we, we have time to do it. Um, you know, I've started a group on, on Tuesdays that's an online networking group. And we have people from, you know, all over everywhere that, that participates. And it's, it's really fun because, you know, I'm seeing people make connections that they never, ever would have made. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and, um, and I told somebody, I said, you know, I, I miss going to in-person business meetings and, and chamber things and, and things like that. But at the same point, you know, when you sit down and you figure out, okay, well, it was a half hour-ish drive each way. Yeah. For, you know, a mediocre food. Now, you know, there are caterers around here. We had some really pretty good caterers. But, you know, so you had this food, probably, you know, maybe a good program, you know, and, and things like that. But you talk to the same people you always talk to. You know, you gravitated towards, oh, look, there's Bill, there's Sue. I haven't seen them in a while. I'm going to go talk to them as opposed to going and networking. But now, you know, when we're networking online, we're very specific. Yeah. And, yeah. and I think we're doing much better. And, you know, that three-hour time span that we could have gone to that chamber meeting, three hours of online connecting, whether you're, you know, <coughs> excuse me, building your LinkedIn, you know, all these various things, that's the great way to be doing this. Yeah, I think so too. And, um, you know, and it, it's a lot of effort for everyone to physically go to some, mm-hmm. the same place. I, mean, mm-hmm. I was on a call a couple days ago and I think we had – somebody from Boston and somebody from San Francisco Mm -hmm. and Miami, you know, and we were all online and we were all talking and chatting, but Mm -hmm. it probably would, it would have been a lot of effort and expense for Mm -hmm. people to fly in from all Mm -hmm. those places. So we're back, you know, little, little touchy things here with the video. You got to love technology, but you know, it's, it's interesting because we are having to change how we function and, and how we work. And we get things like interruptions <laughs> when we're on calls and, and things like that. And so that's where it's, it's kind of fun because these things happen, um, you know, well, and, and, and we just do. We just adapt and, and we go along. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it, it humanizes us too, mm-hmm. don't you think? Right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You know, you the know, UPS I'm... man comes and bangs on the door. The cat wanders through. The kid wanders what? through. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my kids, I still tell them, you know, I'm on a board meeting. I'm mm-hmm. really important. Mommy's on a meeting from four to five, and I shut the door and make mm-hmm. sure the dog is, but they'll still come bursting in, and oh, yeah. they're, they're 13, and they're fighting mm-hmm. or something, and so I... <laughs> <laughs> Which, you know, it's kind of fun, because, you know, getting to know the people that we associate with does just kind of add a little bit to that. And, you know, and so we'll we'll go back to, you know, part of the CRM. I mean, you could put that in the notes. You could say, you know, Susan has two very rambunctious kids. (laughs) So then I'm going to ask you about them, you know, and, and, and maybe you look in somebody's office, you know, we're, we're all starting to get the zoom backgrounds, you know, whether it's, it's a screen and, and mine is actually real stuff that's back there. Yours is, is real stuff that's back there, but you know, um, and so then we, you know, you might notice that they've got the picture of the dog that, you know, the kid playing right. soccer, or whatever. One of the new trends that I've seen is what do the Hollywood people when they're in front of the bookshelves, 
Mm-hmm. What books do they read? There was oh. one yesterday. What does Tom Hanks read? Ooh. And it's like, you know, who was that really Tom Hanks bookshelf? I mean, who cared? Yeah. Um, yeah. But, but yeah, you know, and, and so we're, we're getting little things and you can put that in your CRM. I mean, you know, that's, yeah. there's nothing wrong with that. Well, again, and we've said this, I mean, people like doing business with people they trust, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. they like, and the only way you can really build that trust is mm-hmm. to better understand who they are and, you know, what they like and what mm-hmm. they don't like and how they like to be communicated mm-hmm. with. So, so yeah. So video gives us that opportunity right. a window into their life. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like, it makes me think of, I wasn't even born yet, but you know, the mad men, like fifties time, mm-hmm. right. They, the boss would take, mm-hmm. you know, a potential, uh, employee out to dinner and he mm-hmm. would bring his wife and you'd have to le- meet the wife. Mm-hmm. And so it's just accelerated all mm-hmm. that. You know, you get to know somebody really quick mm-hmm. in a video and right. their the backgrounds and their mm-hmm. kids. Are in and mm-hmm. and, all. and right. I think it's good, you know, yeah. anything that humanizes oh, yeah. and, and connects. Well, yeah. And when we go to someone's office, you'd see those things, um, yeah. you know, and, and it was interesting. I was talking to somebody yesterday. She's interviewing for, for, she's, you know, out of work right now and interviewing. And, you know, one of the things that you, that when we used to go in person to interview, you kind of look around and you say, oh, you know, they, they play, you know, their son plays soccer. Mm-hmm. So then you'd put that, you know, you'd say something about that during your interview and you might even include it in your thank you note, mm-hmm. you know, hope your son has a great tournament this weekend or, or whatever. And, and again, that just humanized those things because we all, you know, we all want to be important. And so when I think somebody mm-hmm. paid attention to me, I'm going to remember them. Well, for sure. Yeah. And, you know, it doesn't always happen. I mean, there are Mm -hmm. other people who really don't care about me and whether I have three rambunctious kids Mm -hmm. and they just want to tell me something. Mm -hmm. And uh, you pick up on that Mm -hmm. and you don't, if you really need their product Mm -hmm. or service, you're like, Right. Well, and and it depends on what it is. I mean, some of it I'm like, okay, whatever. But you know, it's and it's not even a price thing, or if I'm going to be buying it more than one time. You know, there are times where I might, you know, it might be a repetitive thing, and I'm thinking this this could be a long term relationship with this person. I I want to like them, Um, right? You know, and and or maybe it is a one time thing, but I'm going to refer other people to them, and and you know, so there's just those little things. Um, You know, there's there's a reason in LinkedIn that you can put in your volunteer experience, all those various things. It just allows us to connect with people a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And back to, you know, sort of the mm-hmm. original topic, you're right. All of that can go into your CRM, mm-hmm. you know, and, um, you know, and it also helps you avoid really disastrous things. Like mm-hmm. one of my marketing folks was like, oh, we should send all the sales reps who refer us business a bottle of bourbon. Mm-hmm. You know, thank them. And I just know that I have some. Mm-hmm. Some people that don't drink. drink. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. that's an obvious one. Yeah. But mm-hmm. knowing that somebody is very outspoken about mm-hmm. alcohol and not drinking. Right. You know, mm-hmm. We'd send him a bottle of bourbon. Mm-hmm. You know, that would have been just right. really bad. Right. Or, you know, sending a vegan, you know, a, a whole bunch of, of you know, an, an Omaha steak package. Probably not a good idea either. You know, things right. like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's funny. So... You know, and, 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 you know, it's, it, it really is something that once you get it going, and of course, that's the tricky part. We all go, oh my God, <laughs> you know, I've got all these business cards. I've got this out of date thing. So tell us a little bit more specifically about what it is that you do. Because like I said, so many people, we know we need to do it. We need to suck it out of our brains, all those things. But I'm thinking, oh, it'll take so long and it'll cost so much. So right. tell me more specifically about what it is. That, that your company does? Yeah. So we recently partnered with Salesforce, mm-hmm. which many folks think of as um, a CRM platform for a large enterprise. Might right. not be Apple. Expensive. They're way too expensive. Well, mm-hmm. they have a small business product called Salesforce Essentials. Mm-hmm. Uh, very affordable, monthly rate. Um, uh, it's a sort of a, a, a more user-friendly version mm-hmm. of their mm-hmm. larger enterprise product. Um, and we have a marketplace of certified Salesforce advisors who know ah. the essential platform. Mm-hmm. So you can buy this, I think it's $24 a month or something wow. for, for the CRM. Mm-hmm. So it's not very expensive at all. Mm-hmm. Um, you can get it 
And um, you can hire one of our advisors mm-hmm. on the platform for less than $500 mm-hmm. to go and get all of your data out of your Excel spreadsheet, mm-hmm. out of those printed business cards, <laughs> out of uh-huh. into CRM. And then once mm-hmm. you have it in your CRM, mm-hmm. in essentials, then you have it there. And then you can just learn over time to keep right. getting it yourself. Mm-hmm. So you just 500 bucks, you hire one of these advisors, mm-hmm. they get it set up, mm-hmm. keep your data in one place. Um, and then you can start communicating mm-hmm. with your customers like we we're talking right. about in a more personalized way. So that's, that's something we do. So it's mm-hmm. Salesforce Essentials, and you can go to torchlight.com, which is T-O-R-C-H-L-I-T-E.com, mm-hmm. and you can go find an expert, Salesforce Essentials, and you can mm-hmm. hire them, and they'll get you up and running. Great. And we've made matches um, you know, quite a few times since we've launched, and then there's usually an ongoing kind of relationship. Mm-hmm we're able to match freelancers with businesses mm-hmm. in their location, in their vertical. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there can be an ongoing sort of relationship. Right. Yeah. It could be a one-time thing where it's okay, let's get everything off the top of my desk, put into this, or, you know, maybe it is something that, that is an ongoing yeah. thing, you know, and for people who went, Oh my gosh, $500, I have to pay them $500. Well, you know, you can try and do it yourself. Yeah. But I can almost guarantee it's going to cost you more in the long run by doing it that way. Right. Well, and there's also opportunity costs. Right. So you are, you know, you, should you be talking to customers mm-hmm. and solving problems instead of entering data into mm-hmm. your Probably. Right. Mm-hmm. Should you be working on a new product idea or thinking about planning for next mm-hmm. year or mm-hmm. working with an employee who needs some extra help? Mm-hmm. Probably do that instead of entering right. data. Right. Yeah, I, I tell people I have the 15-minute rule. Yeah. You know, if it's going to take me more than 15 minutes, I should probably outsource it. You know, and, and I really do that, like with my websites. Mm-hmm. I like tinkering. I like playing. To me, that's great fun. But it's really not a good use of my time, especially yeah. if I break it and then we, you know, then I have to pay someone yeah. to fix it anyway. But, but yeah, if it's going to take more than 15 minutes, so same thing, you know, your, your taxes, more than likely it takes you more than 15 minutes to do your taxes. So you have an expert do it. You know, all these, we recently, <coughs> excuse me, we're applying for some trademarks and I thought, oh, I can do this. I'm a smart kid. I can do this. And I started the process, which was relatively inexpensive to apply for the trademark. And then I got back from the government. No, we need this and this and this and this and this. And I took one look at everything they needed and thought, oh, no, way over yeah. my head. And I hired somebody to do it. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and uh, but, you know, could I still have done it? Sure. Yeah. But it would have taken me many, many hours. So it's best, you know, that's, that's why freelancers, consultants, you know, service yeah. people like that, that's why they exist. Yeah. They're there to help us be right. better at our business. Exactly, exactly. And and I think it's so important to to think about where's your passion, mm-hmm. where are you, where are you best utilize. Mm-hmm. Where am I, you know, a lot of the times I think the business owner should be out front dealing right. with customers mm-hmm. the faith and not mm-hmm. back locked in a closet mm-hmm. hearing data. But um, that's a good rule of thumb. I have to remember mm-hmm. that if it takes me fifteen minutes, or yeah. I'm, you know, then yeah. outsource mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. And of even, course, even if it's something that you really like, you know, like I said, I like playing on WordPress. Not a good use of my time. No, no. Yeah, I hear you. Mm-hmm. I hear you. Yeah. yeah. You know, and obviously there's things that, that you still could do yourself. So, you know, say you've gone to the conference, you've got your 100 business cards. Well, you kept back maybe 10 of the people you need to reach out to. So everything still gets entered into the CRM and kind of generalized. But then there's 10 very specific ones that you want to deal with. Um, so it's not, and, and I think that's maybe what I'm trying to say is it's not you're just turning it over to somebody. No. You're no. still part of that process because it, it's, it's your business, you know, yep. whether you're a salesperson or whether, um, you know, you're the, the owner or whatever, you still have to be in control of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Another benefit of getting that data into your CRM mm-hmm. is that, say, you do have a salesperson that's mm-hmm. tapped with following up. Mm-hmm. You want them, if they go away, you know, right. turnover. Mm-hmm. you don't want all of that information mm-hmm. going away with that individual. Right. Mm-hmm. You to be able to hire somebody, they can log into your CRM and mm-hmm see all of the past mm-hmm. interactions and that kind right. of thing. Right. Perfect. Well, Susan, this is great. Even with our, our little interruption that we'll have edited out, um, but, you know, and, and, but there will be a little blurp in the, in the video. So that's why I mention it. But tell us again how people find you and connect with you online. 
Yeah, sure. So you can go to torchlight.com. Mm-hmm. It's T-O-R-C-H-L-I-T-E. Mm-hmm. So L-I-T-E dot com. Um, and if you are a freelancer, we'd love to have you sign up to be part of our network. So you can come and you can become an expert on our platform and get work. Or if you're looking for some help with your CRM, mm-hmm. Salesforce in particular, great. you can go and you can find one mm-hmm. of those freelancers who can help you get up and running. Perfect. I love it. I love it. Well, we'll have to chat again at some point because yeah. to see, you know, how have things changed in six months to a year and, and things like that. But, um, you know, until then, do you have any final thoughts for everybody? I just, I just love small businesses, small business mm-hmm. owners. I am one too. And it's a tough time right now. And I just commend everyone's resilience. And I think we just need to think creatively and partner up, partnering mm-hmm. up with other mm-hmm. small businesses is smart to, to kind of get through this and, and even thrive, you know, right. uh, if, mm-hmm. we, if we take advantage of, of, mm-hmm. this, of this change. So those are my parting thoughts. Perfect. I love it. Well, I've been having a great time talking with Susan Marshall. I'm Deb Creer. And until next time, everyone have a great day. Tune in for our next program for even more trends, best practices, and techniques for how to make your business a success. The Business Power Hour, hosted by Deb Creer, is proud to be part of the C-Suite Network. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.